Welcome to Binge Watch with us. That's Pickles. And that's Lisa. And this week we watched Fleabag on Amazon Prime. And I'm laughing because it was so funny. (laughs) It's so funny and dark and tragic. I loved it. I actually really liked it. I really loved it too. I have to say the first season didn't have me. I think it did me because I, I tried watching it at work, so I wasn't really super paying attention. So I was like, oh, it's kind of quirky. She's mm-hmm. kind of quirky. Okay. But I don't think I disliked it as much as you did the first season. But then when I got to that second season, I was like, wow. Yeah. Yeah. It Boy, mm-hmm. it gets so good season two. The writing is so much better. The characters Yikes. are so much deeper. Ugh. God. Uh, and it's only it's only like six episodes a season. This show is so good. There should be so many more episodes. And it's so funny because I think we decided to start watching this, what, Thursday? Yes. And I'll, the, I'll tell you why. I think I texted you like real close to your bedtime. So close that I kind of didn't want to bother you. But the scene yeah. where she's reading the Bible in the bathtub. <laughs> That's my favorite scene. That was the moment where I was like, we're doing this show. But also, this this show is kind of a recommendation. Um, I had a new listener message me, Jamie. Hi, Jamie. Hi, Jamie. And asked me if this was on the list. And I told her, I was like, you know, not really. I've heard really good things about this show, but I've just not been in the mood to try it. I don't know. I just, I, after that, I was like, well, let me just give it a shot because I don't know if I've ever told you this. At work, I had a partner pull me away from my desk. She brought me into her office and made me sit down and watch a YouTube clip of this show. She's like, Elise, I like this show so much that she made me sit down. Like, I get paid hourly, guys. Like, all right, fine. You want to pay me to watch a oh five minute God. YouTube clip? We'll do that. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. So I, I know people who watch this show are like super into it. I don't see our messages on it. Was it on the um, Insta? No, it was on Facebook. Oh, okay. Yeah, somebody messaged me on Facebook. I literally never look on Facebook. Speaking of Facebook, let's do subscribe stuff. Let's do subscribe stuff. We're on Facebook. We're on Facebook. Binge watch <laughs> with us. And on Instagram, it's all one word. Uh, please subscribe to us on iTunes. If you mm-hmm. like this show, give us a rating and or a review. Um, we really appreciate that. It makes us feel good about our day. Sure. You can also email us at bingewatchwithus at gmail.com. To let us know what you're watching, to ask us to watch something so that we can cover it on this show. Um, Or Mm -hmm. you can just uh, give us your feelings about a show that we've already done. If you're catching up on old episodes and, I don't know, Mm -hmm. you're in the the spooky mood right now because it's getting close to Halloween. You can message us your feelings about you. (gasps) Uh, Yeah. Now is a good time to go watch you on Netflix. Yeah. Yeah, I think that season two is coming out soon. I'm excited about that. I want to say it's December for some reason. I think so. I think you're right. It's a very Christmas time. (laughs) Well, and I don't know if the season two is following the sequel that was the book, which is called Hidden Bodies, or if it's going a whole nother way. So I'm, I'm excited to see season two. I'm down for it. I'm down for that guy being creepy again. Let's do it. (laughs) So we can... We need to watch a lot of women positive movies or shows around that time. So we're not so angry like we were last time. Last time we followed up you with the Ted Bundy tapes. Mm. And um, that was a really Mm. hard time for me. Yes. I. Are you sure? hate (laughs) Ted Bundy. I don't know if I've ever said that on this show before. I hate (laughs) him. Secretly, she has pictures up of him at Ugh, her desk at work. No. And they're like, is that your boyfriend? She's like, it's Ted Bundy. And they're no. like, who's that? Is that Gross. a partner? His unibrow. <laughs> Get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> I am tempted sometimes to put like a serial killer's picture in like a picture frame and see if anybody's like, is that like a relative? <laughs> yep. It's Jeffrey Dahmer. And they're like, who? It would be a great way to find <laughs> your people, you know? Yeah. Because yeah, if, they, no. if they walk in and know it's Dahmer... Yeah, you know. then I'd be like, we're super close. We got it. There's one person at the whole at my whole office that would know who it is. Oh He's yeah, a partner. Yeah, really, a partner. Yep. You think? Because mm-hmm. huh. we talked about 
at our last Christmas party when I was telling him that I did a podcast, we talked about something. And he's like, did you listen to this podcast? And it was about something, obviously murder. And I was like, of course I did. I think it was Dr. Death. I think it was Dr. Death. And I was like, yeah. of course. I listened to it in like a day. What's wrong with you people? Of course I have. So I have one person, but he's never there. So <laughs> I don't have any Netflix news this week to you. No, I don't. Except for the best news probably ever. And that is that Queer Eye, mm-hmm. who makes shows obviously 24 7, is coming out with a new season sometime in November. Yeah. I want to say like November 7th or something. They're in Japan. I don't know how that's going to go. Yeah. I don't know either. That, that'll be different. Yeah. Cause, and, and this is very stereotypical, and I apologize in advance, but I always think of like Japanese people being very neat and organized. Well, so it's not like you walk in and you're like, holy mother Jesus, you've got Bambi stickers everywhere or something. It's like, you know, they. I, but I think they also have this strange um, subculture of like um, self seclusion. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're, they're, like it, it has a name where it's kind of like how we have like, I don't know, like how we might have goth kids here or sure. like, you know, the kids that are like super into vaping or whatever and they think that's cool. They have like a whole subculture of people who just completely disappear. In my head, one of the rooms is going to have nothing but Hello Kitty. Yeah, no, but like that, well, oh, you think that um, What's-His-Face is going to do an apartment like full of... Oh my God, Hello Kitty. Like a karaoke, this is getting racist. Um, Yeah, you have to cut all that out. (laughs) (laughs) But no, but I think it's because it's so overpopulated and there's probably a lot of introverts that they're like, oh my God, I need to be in my small apartment with my computer and that's it. I mean, that's it, man. If you can work from home and you got, like, Grubhub, there's no reason to leave ever. I'd sell my soul to Satan to, get, no, <laughs> to you work wouldn't. from home all the time. No. Mm. It gets depressing mm. after a while. Trust me. It does. Yeah, but I can still I am with you. Literally, I don't talk to hardly anybody all day. <laughs> I know, but there's a difference between, like, having other people around and being completely yeah. alone, you know? Yeah. Well, let's talk about self-destructive behavior. Okay. Are we talking about us or the show? (laughs) (laughs) Let's talk about Fleabag. I really feel like that was a very main point of the story in the first season. Because boy, oh boy, did she self-destruct for a little while. I love that. I just love her so much. (laughs) She's so charming. She is. But I loved how she would be like doing something and she's like, we're going to have sex. We're not going to have sex. We're going to have sex. So, <laughs> they have okay. sex. Or she's like, uh-oh, this is happening. Or uh-oh, this is happening. She's very uh, insightful. I actually read an article. I think it was on Vulture. Yeah, my notes say culture, um, but it obviously autocorrected Vulture. Um, uh, it, there's a whole article on Vulture about her break in the fourth wall. Yeah, uh-huh. All the effects that has on us as a viewer and, like, what it means for her as a character. So I could get really deep into that if you want to. Wow. Knock yourself out. Okay. So according to this article, go read it for yourself. But it says that the the whole fourth wall breaking thing, it's mm-hmm. automatically, like, a little inside joke between us and Fleabag. So it's like okay. automatically she's like, no, 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 you're my secret friend. And uh, look, we all want that. We all want to be like, you know, have that little, how, how does Michael say it? I love inside jokes. I hope to be a part of one someday. Yes. <laughs> From the office. <laughs> Everything so, comes back to the office. It's one of the ways that she makes us like her so much because mm-hmm. she doesn't have a lot of great attributes you know, to begin with. So this little, uh, well, we're included in her secret little world makes us really start to fall in love with her. But well, and her life's so tragic, though, too. Well, and at the same it. time, too, her stopping, like, her actual reality and turning to us, this, like, imaginary person who's not there, is a way for her that she 
stops the intensity of what's going on. It's a way for her to disassociate from what's actually happening. So she can pull herself out of it and give an observation about it instead of living in the moment of it because it's too intense. And so, like, Mm -hmm. we get to see that in the first few minutes of the show where she's literally talking to us while a guy's having sex with her butt. Yes. (laughs) Like, that's kind of a super intense moment. And she comes out of it to talk to us. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I thought that was really interesting. There's like so much. Um, psychology behind her doing that, behind her talking to us. So we're not averting our eyes and be like, oh, for the love of Jesus and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. We're, she she knows that we think it's uncomfortable, too. And she lets us know that she thinks it's uncomfortable, you know. Oh, she's God. so charming, though. That haircut. Uh, so cute. You should do your hair like that. God, I thought about it. That'd be you a should. lot shorter, though. Could you do we'll the see. curls like that? Me? Yeah. Um, I could if I had time in the morning. I just don't have time. Literally, I don't have time in the morning. Hmm. That's the problem. I have to be well, like, you know. Maybe if you ran a, a, a guinea pig themed cafe, you would have time in the morning. If I had a, if I had that, I would have time to curl my hair. <laughs> Literally, I have about 20 minutes to get ready in the morning. It's like, hurry, 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 hurry. Yes. There were, so I. Season one happens. Okay, fine. I kind of just want to talk about season two. Can we skip to season two and just talk about season two? Well, maybe we should just kind of tell what the story is of her life. Go for it. Okay, so she runs the guinea pig cafe. I don't know the name (laughs) of the cafe. I think it's called Hillary. Sure. Oh, yeah, maybe. Maybe. It's the, it's Uh, the guinea pig's name. Yes, yes. And she started the cafe with a friend of hers who killed herself yeah on accident. i don't know if we know that on the first season or not i yeah. can't remember but anyways and it's just her and her dysfunctional family and all the crap she goes through because of course she doesn't have any friends it doesn't seem i don't recall ever seeing her go out with friends she either goes out with many 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 random guys or mm-hmm. her sister and her family and that's all you ever see yeah so no wonder the poor thing's all fucked up she doesn't have somebody to be like okay now <laughs> Yeah, let's somebody deal with this. She in. did, and that's probably on purpose. She probably keeps, you know, friends mm-hmm. away so that she can continue to self destruct like that. Yeah, probably because I, I think if she had a female friend, she'd be like, okay, enough with all the random guys here. Yeah, yeah. Like, calm it down. <laughs> you know, try to focus on one, and that kind of thing. So the first season is very depressing. It's her. Her mom died when the when they were like teenagers. Her dad is living with their godmother. We don't get a whole lot of storyline on that in the first season. That's kind of explained more in the second season. Her sister's married to an American who's an alcoholic dick. He is so disgusting. Everything about him is so repulsive. But that's how it's supposed to be. I mean, you're supposed to have that reaction to him. Why do you think her her sister was so attracted to such a repulsive person? I have no idea. And I don't even know what he did. Like, at first I thought maybe it was like a, a status thing. But I'm not really sure what he does or He was did. kind of like an art dealer, I think. Oh, so maybe that's it. Maybe it's like, hey, my sister's quirky and I need somebody quirky to balance me out. Maybe. I don't know. Uh, it, so it made you seem like really deep because you're you're married to an art dealer. I don't know. He's just, just I mean, he's not attractive. No, he has a horrendous <laughs> personality. Just and he has a son from a previous marriage. Yes, who only who wants plays... to know where Claire is. Yes. <laughs> yeah, it's a very dysfunctional dysfunctional family, and she would talk about like how he's an alcoholic, but we don't talk about that. It, no. <laughs> also, we just we just glossed that over and i was like oh my god mm-hmm. that's how much i love this family mm-hmm. so that's season one in a nutshell okay season two <laughs> season two starts off with an amazing dinner oh my god the dinner because that was the announcement of the engagement of the godmother and the father well it wasn't really the announcement it was like the engagement dinner yeah okay the engagement dinner so fast forward yeah. like maybe a year I think it was one or two years. She gets it together. She's had enough. Over a period of time that we don't see, 
Um, she does start going out with friends. The cafe becomes really successful. She has stopped sleeping around. She eats right. She drinks less. So she is holding it together and she is still unhappy. Yes. I, I don't know why. which is worse. The self-destruction and being unhappy or keeping it together like that and being unhappy. You know why? Because I probably what? relate more to season two unhappy than season one unhappy. <laughs> <laughs> I have it together. I'm happy. I swear. I swear I am. Look. Look at my Instagram. Of course I'm happy. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. probably a little scary. Uh <laughs> we're, we're functioning. What is it? Functioning uh, people with anxiety and depression and stuff. Mm -hmm. We're like in that functioning group. Yeah. On most days. <laughs> it's fine. I take my medication. Um, it's fine. Yes. <laughs> it's so wonderful. <laughs> it starts off with her in a nosebleed in the bathroom. In the bathroom. And I was like, what the hell? And it's not like, um, it's not like a nosebleed where it's like all of a sudden you're sitting there nose and, and something's coming out. You can tell she's been punched in the face or oh. ran into something. Her nose is swollen and um, it moves. And it's in kind of a nice restaurant, too, which I thought was pretty hilarious. This is the night where she meets the hot priest. I went to look up everybody's names before we started recording, and I thought that I just kept missing her name, but they never say her name. They don't. Mm -mm. And they well, never hell, say you, his name, either. He's just hot priest. When you go, when I, I looked it up, uh, same thing on IMDb before we started, and Fleabag is Fleabag, Claire, Godmother, Boo, which I think was her friend. Yeah, Boo's the friend. Okay. Dad, <laughs> Martin, yeah. the priest. Yeah, that's it. Asshole, gear, or asshole guy, bank manager. Like, it's just... I think one is like misogynist lawyer. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, it's just Jake, which I think's the son. Oh, yeah, creepy Jake. Receptionist, like counselor. Nobody has names. Nope. <laughs> they, just, they just don't, so... Yeah, I thought the same thing. If it's being told from her perspective, it makes sense, you know, that she's... Well, sure. But it also says something, too. Y'all, I'm going to keep doing this. If you're not down for this, like, armchair psychology, just turn it off <laughs> you're now. In, you're watching the wrong show. But it says something that she still calls herself Fleabag. Yeah. I think it's funny that, like, her sister has a name and her sister's husband has a name. Yeah. But her dad is dad and her step ends up being stepmom is her godmother that's like yeah. she doesn't have a name or like it doesn't change and be like godmother slap slash mummy or something it's yeah just, ew gross no you know she's you the know. worst her stepmother is an artist <laughs> she paints a picture of the sisters <laughs> <laughs> she paints a picture of the sisters for her father's wedding gift? wedding gift i guess but sure she and we bag face the other way <laughs> So it's the back of Fleabag and the front of the successful sister. <laughs> but let's talk about the exhibition because that was my favorite. Okay. She did. It was like a sex. What's it called? Sexhibition. Sexhibition. Yes. Now keep in mind the godmother is played by this wonderful actress and her name is Olivia Coleman. Yeah. Who is in what? Broadchurch. And? She's going to play the queen. And The Crown that supposedly comes out in November. I'm skeptical that it's coming out in November of this year. I think it's November 2022, but whatever. Oh, no, it's done filming. Uh, yeah, mm -hmm. you guys watch the, Queen, the Crown. It's really, really good. We'll be talking about it when it comes out, if it ever definitely, does. Definitely, definitely. <laughs> and so she was their mom's best friend, which is why she's the godmother. How fairy tale is this whole story? It's so that part but, of it. But even fairy tales are so tragic. Well, yeah, because there's always the evil stepmother. And yes, the mom exactly. dies young and the, the daughters are always fucked up because of it. So That gold statue is one of my favorite running gags. Oh, my God. Because in the first season, I think she steals yeah, it. for some... and it comes back again. Yeah, to sell it for cash. And it just mm -hmm. keeps popping up all over the place. But anyway, so they're having this, this gallery. And it wasn't her dad like in a painting or a statue or something like they're like her, yeah, your dad's in it too <laughs> i think she did a sculpture of like a dozen penises that was it penis eye 
What's the plural? <laughs> dicks. Dicks. Um, uh, I just think yeah. of the hormone monster. He has a bunch of them. They run and around. One, yes. He, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. And one of them was her dad. But she also sculpted her ex-boyfriend, Henry. Who who kept coming back and forth in the first season, I think. Um, but the funniest thing about the sculpture was that she didn't give him any genitals. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my god! She's uh, so funny. Did we ever talk about what happened at the dinner party, or did we just glaze over? Yeah, it? we just went right over that. So, dinner party. Sister has a Back miscarriage. Fuck. Yeah, yeah. Her sister and her husband are now clean and sober. Not that she was an alcoholic, but he's supposedly clean and sober. Yeah, they're trying he, for a baby. Was it in season one? He tries to kiss Fleabag. I think so. Yeah. And that's why they stopped talking towards yeah. the end of season one. And they hadn't really talked since Ugh. then. Because that's she's awful. like, he, he says you did it. Well, yeah, and so, so let me, let me, let me armchair psychologist that one too. So uh-huh. she's sleeping around. She's, she's got a chronic problem with, yeah. you know, using sex to fill a void inside mm-hmm. of her. Mm-hmm. And for a while she's like managing it, managing it. But I think what, the the husband trying to kiss her is meant to show us is that she thought she was keeping it all together. She had this mm-hmm. image and idea of herself. But when he literally like sexually, well, I mean, I don't want to call it sexual assault, but yeah. I mean, he, he thinks that is. he thinks that that's OK. Yeah. You know, that's when she realizes shit. Mm-hmm. Everyone can see this on me. I'm the one that's in denial about it. Not that it's her fault, but she thought that the sleeping around and everything, it was fine. It wasn't hurting anything. If she hadn't been doing that, I don't think that the husband would have tried that with her. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong on that. Well, and too, I think it's, so that's how the sister sees her. She's, she's the fuck up sister. She's the one that sleeps around. She drinks a lot. She drinks too much. So when you know the husband kisses her and she tells her she's like well you brought it on Mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying and i believe him i don't believe you because that's totally he's never cheated on me you know he's he's a great husband but you're so you sleep around and you just don't care about what anybody thinks of you that you would totally come on to him and i'm taking his side yeah yeah, so yeah. Sister Claire at the dinner party goes in the bathroom, is gone forever. Fleabag goes after her and finds out she's having a miscarriage. Oh, fuck. Oh, God. Oh. She wants her to go to the hospital, and the sister's like, no, I'm fine. I'm fine. I don't know, I don't, I don't know what that's like at all. Um, I'm fine. Let's just get down to dinner party. We didn't just have this conversation before we started recording. It's Right? <laughs> um, and... I don't even remember how it comes up, but somehow Fleabag's like, I just had a miscarriage. And they're all like, holy fuck, Jesus Christ, at the table. And it goes, it kind of goes weird from there. I'm not even sure how or the, why. The Well, the, because the husband starts chiming in and says, well, that's the baby's way of saying that he didn't, he, you know, he didn't like yeah. his father or something like that. You something know? like that. And keeps kind of needling her about it. And she just hauls up and punches him. Oh, God, he has such a punchable face. I'm surprised he hasn't been punched in the and face before. And then he before. punches her back in the nose. Oh, uh, of course he does. He's the worst. And then somehow, after punching her in the nose, swings around and hits the waitress in the face. I, was, I had to watch that like three oh. times. I was dying laughing because it was really silly. But And, and her reaction, she's like, ah. <laughs> just sitting there the priest is sitting there nobody's like getting up going like hey hey like you're hitting women here or anything or being disgusted by that he's hit two women and i was like that's um, just an english thing you know where you're just like oh i I think that's an english thing i really do yeah but so that's how she gets punched in those she gets punched in the face and takes credit for her sister's miscarriage. And yeah. then the godmother is like, well, do you know who the dad is? Like, yeah, he's, uh... of course you don't know because you're a flea bag and you sleep around. So you probably have no but she idea. Doesn't. She doesn't anymore. You know? Yeah. But they don't know that because, you know, if that was my toxic ass family, I would not. I, no, <laughs> no. Enjoy your dinner. I'm not going to be there. But in the end, she ends up getting her sister to. To go to the hospital, get checked uh, out to make sure there's nothing wrong with her. So those sisters, that's one of the best. 
most complicated relationships she has. I think I don't know this. I'm not a sister. Um, I don't. I never had a sister, but I always feel like my friends who have sisters. There's one sister that's always like the good sister and a responsible sister, and there's one sister that's the fuck up. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Usually. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, not both are going to be like these great, successful people. Like, yeah, I, I don't know why. And it's it, this always bizarre to me because you grow up in the same household and it's weird how one goes this way and one goes that way. Like, I'll my never understand that. He has a brother and his brother is like super, super, super successful and rich. And he's a wedding photographer. Not that he w- wasn't doing well, but you know, he's what I'm your ex husband. Like, so, yeah. Yeah. But you know what I'm saying? But like, yeah. They went two opposite ways. Like, you yeah. got the art- artistic type, and then you got the business type. Um, Straight-laced. Yeah. 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 So, I know. I don't know. Always- but I do I do love their relationship. There was one scene that I wanted you to explain to me. Um, because, oh <laughs> you know, sometimes stuff goes over my head, like, emotionally. Sure, sure. Sure, sure. The scene where she, Fleabag is helping her sister with that award ceremony. <laughs> and she, yes. she's catering yes at the end of that that just train wreck that poor sister i mean fucking everything went wrong for her oh my god but they and kinda, that's when the bus the statue shows up yet again yep the statue shows up again um they they kind of have she claire kind of explodes on fleabag and you know the whole time fleabag is breaking the fourth wall telling us it's, mm-hmm. it's coming. She's going to blow up. She's about to blow. Here it comes. Yeah. And she says, she she basically tells her, I hate it that you're fine. Uh-huh. I just thought that that was really interesting. I didn't completely get it because I feel like the sister is fine too. It seemed as though she was jealous. And I, I just... Maybe. Maybe. I just didn't get, I don't know, maybe that was just too complicated for me. It, it's yeah, like it she too was compl- upset that Fleabag got it together, but when, she, when Fleabag doesn't have it together, Claire's mad at her. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, I guess don't. that's just being sisters. <laughs> I think so. I think it is. But yeah, that whole thing was a train wreck. The whole entire oh. <laughs> award ceremony. Award ceremony. <laughs> They break. She breaks the statue that's uh-huh. worth thousands of pounds. Broke that, shattered it because it was glass or something. Obviously, gives a nude sculpture. Why would you give your fucked up sister a statue worth a bajillion dollars? You keep that bitch in the box until you hand it to the person, and even then, I'd be like, here it is in the box. What you do with it's on your own. It's just that it's it's a naked sculpture, a naked female sculpture for a women in business. Uh, <laughs> award. Typically, I think awards would have with you know women in business 2018 or whatever. They may not have your name, but at least it's going to have something on it. And this was just like here's a sculpture of a nude female with no head. Right? Go. Yeah. Congratulations. Literally, your- literally just breasts. Yeah. <laughs> Can we talk about the haircut episode? <laughs> yes. So that was the scene that a partner pulled me away from my desk to go into her office and watch on YouTube was the haircut episode. I love that haircut episode. Boy, have we God all damn. been there. Oof. Oof. She tells yeah. her it's it's French. It's French. <laughs> and that's so funny goes- because we just watched a show um, on Netflix called Marianne, which is actually French. And the main character of that show does have a really cool, very chic, modern short haircut. Yeah, that's longer on one side. Yeah. Did not look like a pencil like Claire did. So <laughs> Well, the thing I love, so Claire is very business type A personality, you know, not a lot of makeup. She's very, I don't want to say plain, but it's like she has long hair and it's, she's just very, um, she doesn't have time for frills, I feel like. Like, you know, yeah. this is what you wear for this occasion. This is how you deal for this occasion. And the only time she gets creative is when she has her period. Was that it? When she gets creative with her hair? <laughs> she wears um, she wears fancy shoes. She braids mm-hmm. her hair. Yeah. Around plats. her period. Yeah. She has plaits. Which yeah. I want everybody to start saying instead of braids because that was awesome. Yeah. So she goes in and decides to get this ultra modern haircut. Yeah, so it's like um, like a 1920s bob. Yeah. But on one side, it's like at a sharp angle. Yeah. And it's longer. So it's very short. 
Now, I'll say this, um, and some people are going to feel personally attacked by this, but it's the truth, so I'm sorry. Anytime I see a girl on Facebook or Instagram chop off her hair into a bob and then dye it red, she's going to get a divorce. Are you talking to me? Uh (laughs) Hey, who's got an ex-husband? Yeah. Yeah. It's, I'm telling you, that haircut, there's something about that haircut where I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. no, her marriage isn't doing well. Just, <laughs> but, see, but see, I have it again. It's just a longer bob. But, I, I yeah. know. I'm not, I'm not specifically talking about you. It's literally She is happened. specifically talking about me. No, yeah. I'm not. I'm not. No, it's literally <laughs> happened a bunch of other times. But, no, it is true because I remember a couple of times in my life where I've gone really dramatic with my hair. Yeah, and that's what she was doing. Just like the hairdresser said, if you want to change your life, change it out there. It's not going to get done in here. And I was like, "Um, excuse me, please stop talking to me and all my friends directly. Thank you. (laughs) But what I love is some flea bag comes to her. She calls her up. She's like hysterical. She sees her hair cut. I thought she, she had another miscarriage. She was so, so upset. She was so upset. Or I thought like the, she caught the husband in bed with somebody. I don't know. So she has this awful haircut. Fleabag comes to her rescue. And she's like, was this, I want to say like Andre. So obviously it's the yeah. style that she goes to. And she's like, yeah. She's like, come on. And she grabs her and she goes in there. She starts reaming this hairstylist out in front of Jesus and everybody. You suck. You keep doing this to us. You motherfucker, whatever. And he has his assistant go to the bin and it's like, pull out the picture she gave me. And when she pulls it out and he's like, this is your haircut. And she's like, motherfucker. <laughs> and they just like walk out. <laughs> she's like, okay, see you Tuesday. And she just walks out the salon. But Fleabag sees it exactly for what it is and forces that sister to go out and cheat on her husband. Listen. I mean, that's what the haircut was. The haircut was just... <laughs> trying to change something without actually doing anything about the life that she was yeah. miserable about. She was so miserable. So we, every girl has done this at least oh, once. God, yes. When you go through a breakup or you're about to go through mm-hmm. a breakup or I don't know, you hate your mom, whatever. Yeah. We end up chopping off our hair. For <laughs> but that speech about hair <gasps> where he wow. says hair isn't everything and she's like, excuse me, hair is everything. 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 <laughs> I was like, this is Pickle's favorite part. So, like, the part of me that thinks I'm a tiny, tiny feminist, I'm like, oh, how dare you? Like, you can't say that. You can't say that something so shallow is so important. But she's right. We, we just pretend that hair is not as important as it really, really is. Really, really. Well, and the thing, the thing, of course, what I did when I saw that whole scene is I'm like, and that's why you should dump your hairstylist and get a good one. I have... A great hairstylist um, in New Orleans that I went to for a hundred years. And every time I was like, I want to dye my hair black. She's like, nope. (laughs) (laughs) Or I'm like, I want to grow up my hair. I want to cut my hair. If I wanted to cut my hair, I'd have to wait at least two cycles before she would allow me to cut it. Meaning I would come Uh and be like, I think I want to cut my hair. Nope. Because she knows. I want to cut my hair. Nope. Maybe next time. And by the third time, if I was like, no, I really do. She's like, okay, we can do it then. Because she, she doesn't w- want to contribute to your divorce. <laughs> yes. But she was like, are you sure? Are you sure? Like, so, I mean, uh-huh. so that she's making me wait three, three cycles. So that would be about 12 weeks to make mm-hmm. sure I really wanted to cut my hair or I really wanted to change color or whatever. And in the meantime, she's just hoping that you get your life back together. Yeah. And forget you know? all about what I <laughs> yeah. want to do. Now, and that's hair. the thing I hate about this. The newer hairstylist I have. I love her to death. And I think she does a really good job. But she's like that. Like, she doesn't know enough to tell me no yet. <laughs> um, it's her fault for not keeping you responsible for your own hair. Thank you. She should be like, no. And I've told her that from the beginning. Once I decided I was going to go to her more than once, I'm like, if I'm being weird and I'm all over the place and you're like, mm, you don't think it's a good idea, you can totally tell me and I won't hate you. My, mm-hmm. I was like, my other hairstylist will do that. It's just because I, last, I don't know, six months ago, I was like, I'm growing out my hair again because I want to do a messy bun. And then I'm like, why? All I ever do is pull it back. Why do I want long hair when all I do is pull it back? Might as well just cut it short again. Messy buns are not as easy as they seem either. It Mm-mm. usually takes me three. I, I do have a good messy bun, but it takes me three or four times. Yeah, no. There. And I remember like when I had the longer hair and I, same thing. Mm-hmm. Some days I could do it with like three bobby pins and sometimes it was 300. It depends <laughs> right? on the day. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's talk about the hot priest. 
I love him for her so much. I really want to pick your brain on this. I do. Okay. As, Go. as 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 a staunch anti-church person. I want to know, yeah, what you think about him for her as a priest. Well, here's the thing. Priest and and nuns and all that in in the UK, Europe and all those places are not like the nuns and priests here. Mm-hmm. He drinks, he cusses, mm-hmm. And I respect them a hell of a lot more than anybody over here in the States. I remember my first flight to Ireland, there were at least two or three priests on there. And they were drinking Guinness all the way over. And I was like, we're good. We're good. They're cussing. They're good. So I liked him because I I thought for her, he's, he's helping her stay on the path of straight and narrow, maybe. Uh Uh-huh. And kind of challenging her thoughts, which I don't think anybody has ever done before. Yeah, yeah. So I don't think she's ever let anybody get close enough. No. For her to even let other people know her thoughts. Yeah. And I liked how they talked about the religion and, and how she's an atheist and stuff and kind of went back and forth. And it was a good conversation. Nobody was like, nope, you're wrong. Nope, you're wrong. It was like, let's try it and see what happens. And well, once you read the Bible... <laughs> I loved that scene where she was in the bathtub and she just goes and she turns and looks at the camera (laughs) like it had a surprise ending that she didn't know about. It was so funny. I know that would be me totally reading and being like, what? What's happening? I do have to say as, uh, you know, brought up Catholic, there is something about a priest having a crisis it makes me very, very uncomfortable. Yeah. It was very unsettling seeing a priest um, emotionally distraught. I didn't like that. I didn't like it at all. And it made me feel really bad for him. Oh, no, I felt me, terrible for him. They're supposed to be these leaders of, of, of community and faith. and Yeah. And, like, what happens when that, like, when that person gets lost? You know, that And seems, it happens. No, I'd rather pretend that it doesn't. Okay, well, we can, but <laughs> it, it, it does sometimes. I think it yeah, does. As a, um, as a raised Catholic, I'm, I'm going to pretend that they're fine. <laughs> sure. <laughs> well, what I don't understand is, I, I don't understand why some priests can get married and some can't. It depends on the sect of uh, okay. Christianity. Yeah. Yeah. The, and and it, all, it also depends on their um, their level in the church. I had a deacon in my family, mm-hmm. and he had uh, a wife and family, but yeah. he was still a leader of the church. I'm not exactly sure how his role is different than a priest, because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. uh, I think he still like, did mass and stuff like that. But uh, if you're a priest, you can't yeah. have a family. Yeah, and so that and that was my thing. I was like, I could you could tell he liked her, and she really liked him, and I think his dilemma was that I think he probably wanted to get to know her and marry her at some point down the line, mm-hmm. but he just felt like she was not that person. Like, she's not going to want to wait. She's going to want to have sex with him, and she's not into that. She's probably not going to want to marry him. Yeah, exactly. So he's like, she's not going to want to do it the right way, so I have to distance myself from her, yeah. which didn't really work out well for him. <laughs> What are your thoughts on the fact that he could see her talking to us? Yeah. And he even said Isn't something. Isn't that spooky? That was weird. So I don't know if he, he it, maybe he is the first person to really know the real flea bag, And that's why he, he, he knows that. I, I did read a couple articles on that. And that, that's basically the theory is that he was the first person to, to see her dissociating Mm -hmm. herself that way yeah like it felt wrong like when he first started doing that when he would tell her no where did you go come back yeah you know we as viewers are like stay out of this like she wasn't talking to you she was talking (laughs) to me you know i really liked him though i really liked him for her and i was really just hoping and praying that something uh would work out with him my favorite part of the whole priest thing was that he's scared of foxes so let's and, talk about that can an armchair that one too yeah because i'm like there's something going on and it's got to mean something but i don't know what i really do think that the fox the foxes 
are symbolic of God, I think. Because he keeps telling her, you know, these stories of how, you know, they follow him around and they they sneak up (laughs) on him. And she's like, you are out of your mind. Yeah. And then when they finally say goodbye, she Mm. sees a fox walking by. And I think that that's that was God's way of going. See, look, I am here. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. I thought it was funny. She's like, he went that way. Uh, (laughs) So sad. But he was scared to death of the foxes. So funny. That actor, he is the bad guy in Sherlock. I I think I remember you saying that. God, he was really good. He played an evil character. And so when I when I saw him as a priest, I was like, no, no, this Mm -hmm. is you're the bad guy. Mm -hmm. I don't you don't get to be the good guy in this. Mm -hmm. But I guess we should talk about her family a little bit more, too, about the um, they the the, the dad and the godmother end up getting married in some outdoor ceremony. Before we do, Uh um, I want to talk about the confessional scene. I don't remember that scene. Yes, you remember the confessional scene Do where I? she okay, so she goes into church one night mm-hmm. and she's she's on the verge, she's right about to pray, she's thinking of Boo and all the things that went wrong with Boo, mm-hmm. and then she hears music playing. Yeah. And she goes to the back of the church and the hot priest is back there and he's had a few drinks. <gasps> yes. And they they get to talking. <laughs> And he actually calls her out and she says, are you all right, father? And he says, fuck you, calling me father like it doesn't turn you on. Yes. Like he called her out right away. And I was like, oh, that's very upfront for an English person. Right. Um, So he says, come on, I I know I know what to do with you. And he puts her in a confessional. Mm -hmm. You don't remember this scene? I don't remember the scene at all. I don't. This was like her big emotional moment. She cries. Yeah. I don't remember it. I'm sorry. It really just so, went right out the window. Hang on. <laughs> She's like, I'm going to play it for you right now. No. <laughs> uh, I remember them making out in the church. And then something yeah, falling because, and stopping them. Was that right after the confessional? That was scene? right after. Okay, see, I remember yeah. that part. I don't remember the confessional. Okay, there's a BuzzFeed article called Let's Talk About the Confessional Scene in Fleabag. Okay, go. She says, I want someone to tell me what to wear in the morning. I want someone to tell me what to wear every morning. Yes. yes, Remember this? Yes. Now I do. Now I do. I want someone to tell me what to eat, what to like, what to hate, what to rage about, what to listen to, what band to like, what to buy tickets for, what to joke about, what not to joke about. I want someone to tell me what to believe in, who to vote for, who to love, and how to tell them. Yes. Yes. This shit broke my heart oh this yeah poor love yeah and i i so i literally afterwards i googled fleabag confessional scene because i'll again this was something that went over my head it broke my Mm -hmm. heart but i didn't understand why and although Mm -hmm. she sits here and tells him everything she wants i still really didn't understand what it was she was asking for Mm mm-hmm Mm-hmm. And so I thought about that for a while, and I think it's because I have that. I have somebody who can tell me. Yes. You know? <laughs> like, yes. I, so I think what it is is that she just wanted a companion. No, that's exactly what I took from the scene, that she's, she's as we said before, she's tired of playing the game. She's tired of sleeping around. She's tired of not really having her act together. And she's kind of working towards it, but now she's just lonely. And yeah. she wants somebody to be there for her and 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 you know all all the things she said she wants somebody there she wants somebody in her life 24 7 and i don't think she's ever wanted that before so that was and i think she wanted him to be that person i think yes she wanted him to be that person and i think he could have really used that as an opportunity to to tell her to fill that space with God because oh, religion yeah. can do that for you. Oh, yeah. Religion can give you the stability and the foundation of a companion if you want sure. it to, if you let it to, if it's a healthy situation, you know? Sure, sure, sure. But instead, he tells her to kneel. Remember that? Yes. Oh, she kneels down and he flings open that curtain and just kisses her and i think i cried through it i was so sad for both of them because it wasn't good it just wasn't good Mm -mm. Mm -mm. 
No. So they're right about to get to it, and then, like you said, yeah, a painting falls down and disturbs them. Mm-hmm. What do you make of that? I... <laughs> Is that God really telling them, hey, knock it off? No, to me, it's just a painting fell off a wall. But <laughs> but yeah, in the series of the show, I think it is. It was some somebody somewhere telling them to knock it off. Like, you can't fuck in a church. Um, and this isn't, <laughs> this isn't, this isn't what it needs to be. Like, stop it. Stop it. This isn't good for either one of you. Because for her, <clears throat> I feel like it would destroy her. If he just turned out to be a one-night stand, which kind of happened, I guess. Yeah. But it also would destroy him. So it's like, you know, if you believe in God and stuff, and for the for the show, I think that's what it was. It's like, stop it. Y'all, ha- this, this is a path. Neither one of y'all should go down because it could ruin everything for you. Well, they do. They end up going down that path. He comes over to her place, and she's <laughs> wearing a coat with nothing on underneath of it. Yeah. Oh, God. She's such a slut. Um, She's so horrible. (laughs) And they Uh, do sleep together, and it's great. And I'm still so sad that they did it. I know. I am, too. Well, you know. (laughs) I always, like, in my head, I'm like, if he, when he, when he showed up at our door, I was like, he wants to have sex. He could say, (laughs) nope, we're done. We're, you know, whatever. I'm just kind of making amends with you or whatever. I'm like. You're coming over to have sex. There's that could have been a phone call. That could have been a text. There's no reason for you to show up on this woman's door at night, for the love of Jesus. And she even breaks the fourth wall and turns us and tells us that she's like, "We're yeah. gonna have sex." And he asks her, "Are we gonna have sex?" And she's like, "Yes, yeah. yes, I'm sorry. We're gonna have we're sex. gonna have sex." Well, she was waiting for it, so yeah, um, um, yeah. So they end up having sex, and that really. Um, I don't want to, I don't think it destroyed their relationship, like their friend relationship. No, it, it clarified how they felt about each other. Yeah. They, they both, I think after it happened, really understood that they really did care about each other. Mm-hmm. It wasn't just a physical thing. No. Mm-hmm. I think they needed to get the physical thing out of the way to understand that it was so much more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I think so too. So he marries the parents and all that. I kind of just don't care about that storyline. Do you want to talk about that? Um, no. It was just kind of funny. I thought that the father went missing and she's like, I think. No one will blame you. Let's go. (laughs) (laughs) And he's like, what? I'm stuck. Oh, my God. That was so funny. Uh, That was so funny. She gives the statue back to the godmother. She gives it back to her. I I have a feeling in season three that statue is still going to be on the move somewhere else. Um, Claire finally leaves her husband. She's like, you're a horrible person and go fuck yourself. She takes her ponytail off and leaves. Takes her ponytail off. Because I'm watching it. And you know me. You know, sometimes I zone out. I don't really pay attention to stuff. And I'm like, how much longer was this wedding? Was this like two years later? Her hair's grown out. And I'm like, extensions. Okay. Then, yes. like, I was ready to move on. But, no. you know. <laughs> At the time, I was like, what the fuck happened? How, what's the timeline on this? I was so upset. The hot priest gives a homily at the wedding. And, yes. <laughs> um, I, I watched that episode again. I watched that episode again today. Mm-hmm. Um, and this time, I watched it knowing, you know, what mm-hmm. was going to happen. Mm-hmm. And when you watch it that way, it's very clear that when he's talking about um, love makes you selfish and it makes you Mm -hmm. do stupid things and it sucks and it hurts. Mm -hmm. And you think that he's talking about being in love with her. But I think watching it again today, I realized he was talking about being in love with God. Yeah. And unfortunately, that's what was making him selfish. That's what Mm -hmm. was hurting to him so much. Yeah. And that's why he, he had to tell her that, it just wasn't going to work out. It's that bus stop scene. Ay, ay, ay. That was rough. That was rough. When they, you know, they tell each other that they love each other and they just, they both know, you know, it's yeah. just not going to work out. Yeah. And at the end of the episode, she, you know, finally turns to us, the invisible viewers. Mm-hmm. And she looks at us and she shakes her head and she just walks away. That was one of the first times she did that little a secret inside joke with us in a few episodes. Yeah. Yeah. I noticed that. It seems well, like all of a sudden. She, yeah. The, it, during the wedding episode, she didn't do it. Yeah. Mm-mm. 
Mm-mm. I don't think so. Mm-mm. I don't recall her doing it, but yeah. So yeah. a um, Vogue article that I read said that her shaking her head and walking away and, and that the fact that the invisible viewer doesn't get up and follow her is her way of saying like, okay, we're done now too. Uh-huh. But this is season so, three, right? No, ma'am. <sighs> That's it. You think there there's is a season no three? season three. Oh. No. Devastated. She has said that she's done. She's done with Fleabag. She doesn't want to go back to this character. It is so funny, too, because I was telling you this. I thought I had one more episode left when I was yeah, watching the last episode. Me too. And so I was like, this seems like a last episode, but I know there's another one behind it. But I've seen a few shows do that recently where it's like the last episode, like the second to last episode ties up. Or kind of goes through everything. Yeah. And then the episode after that kind of ties up whatever loose ends are back. So that's kind of what I thought was happening. And then when it's like going to. um, Because I think I started watching Hocus Pocus before we decided to do all this. (laughs) So it's like up next Hocus Pocus. I was like stupid Amazon. There's no I know there's something after this. And I went back and looked and it was like a trailer. And I was like. Nope devastated i was so sad it was over but i seriously it was what six episodes they're like 20 minutes long and you're like i don't want to make you watch this i was like it's six episodes or 20 minutes long (laughs) and i probably could have finished it in one day both seasons well and you really do you want to spend so much more time with her you know i do i think i'm going to rewatch it again Oh, I can definitely see myself rewatching the series from the beginning for sure, yeah. mm-hmm. and probably catching a hundred other jokes that I missed. Oh my god, the first I time around, god, just I rewatching it. it today. I rewatched the episode because I really did like the episode um, where she caters her sister's uh, <laughs> um, what Awards. is it, award ceremony. Yes, I did miss a joke where. She- they're on the elevators and the sister's like, don't be charming and don't tell jokes and don't talk to anybody. And she's like, okay. And then she like rips one. Yes. <laughs> I missed that joke the first time around. I didn't know that that's what happened. And, and I how, died. And how Claire a couple of times was like, if you say anything about the size of my office, I'm going to lose it. I'm going to scream. Yes. Yes. <laughs> it's this massive conference room it's size bigger office. than my house what is I mean, she doing with that big office jesus christ uh it's bigger than the fleabags cafe that's for sure with, with the guinea pigs you know um whew. boy that was that was a good i mean i'm glad we because i think i told you i started watching it a while ago and i was like yeah. I think we should do this and you're like nope you're stupid i'm not doing I this don't show. See, people think i talk to you like that don't i don't <laughs> talk to you like that stop it no i think you're like uh, i don't think so <laughs> well i don't like to do comedies um, yeah i this like is, comedies i just don't like to cover them for binge watch with us this wasn't such a comedy you know it's more of a comedy drama it's a dark comedy. Yeah, and I think that's better. Than, yeah, that makes um, it better, yeah. I mean, nobody told me that it was like a sexaholic depressed, you know. <laughs> With daddy issues. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, m- boy, that dad is so emotionally unavailable. <sighs> God. Just, there's nothing there. Nothing for well, you for him to give. I just think him losing his wife. I'm assuming the breast cancer. I'm not. Yeah. I don't know yeah, if they ever yeah. say, but that's the impression you get. I honestly think, well, one, everybody needs therapy in that whole fucking show. But two, I think it was one of, it was just his way of dealing with it. Like, he's like, every time I look at him, I see my wife. So if I yeah. distance myself, it won't hurt as bad. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, I, I'm not, I don't have that constant reminder of her every day if I distance myself from them. And he's one of those old school guys that... He can't live alone and he can't be alone. So who's next in line? You know what I'm saying? Like, well, she's single and I kind of like her and she's pretty and okay. She's a godmother. She was her best friend. So, you know. I love that actress. I hated this character. She was so awful. God, she was awful. Uh. (laughs) I remember what with like Fleabag when when it was the day of the wedding and she's like, you're not going to have any miscarriages or anything are you or something like that i was like she got so much shit the whole season for those miscarriages and it wasn't even hers and it wasn't even hers plus i'm like what kind of horrible person are you to say that like one if she has a miscarriage it's not like she's like i'm gonna hold it into your wedding day that's not how these things work (laughs) like 
oh, I'm having a miscarriage. If I if I hold everything real tight and keep my legs close together, it'll hold it off. Yeah. I'll hold it off to the ceremony and then unclench and then it'll just happen right there. Like, that's not how these things work. But, um, but boy, she played a great character. I really... I wish there was a season three. The I actress has said that she could revisit the character. She wants to see where she's at when she's 50. Oh, okay. She okay. wants to see where, where Flea left where Fleabag's life is when she's 50. She's married yeah. to the brother-in-law. No, I'm just kidding. And she's 33 <laughs> in season two. So. Oh, God. Forget yeah. it. I won't, I won't even be alive when she's 50, so we're good. I know. You're going to miss season three. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Do you want to do Obsession Session? Sure. Obsession Session is the part <laughs> of the show where me and Lisa talk about things that we've been obsessed with over the past week that is not the show that we've binged watched. Yeah. Um, I can go first if you want. Yeah, go ahead. I went to go see a live version of Rocky Horror Picture Show last night. Very exciting. Pictures are super cute. Thank you. At a very small local theater. It was <laughs> amazing. It was so much fun. My face hurt when I left from smiling and laughing so much. I love Rocky Horror. All of the actors were great. All of the singers were great. There, there were prop bags. Okay. Yes, yes. And um, here's what came in the prop bag. There was a water gun. Yes, mm-hmm. that's um, about right. There was newspaper. Yep, that's uh, right. So you shoot the water gun in the air and you cover your head it with has, the newspaper. Yep, there's a light. Uh, mm-hmm. There was toilet paper that yep. you throw up on the stage. Yep. That Yes, there was a teeny little flashlight that I've put on my key ring. Yep. That little mm-hmm. flashlight was so cute. Mm-hmm. And let me think what else. There was a bell mm-hmm. and bubbles. Back in the day when you went to go see Rocky Horror, the movie, you, you didn't get a baggie. People right. just brought props. We all yeah. knew. I know when the Britannia was showing it when I was still in New Orleans, the price of admission covered the, the goodie bag. So it had all those things in it. And I was like, mm. that takes half the fun out of it. But I think I kind of like it, though, too, because I think it's like then everybody has it. And you don't have an excuse not to have a water gun or to throw toilet paper and do all the crazy Rocky Horror stuff. So, yeah, there were some people who brought their own stuff. This one lady had a um, she had a bubble gun. Oh, that, like shot bubbles out. I thought that was fun. really cute. Yeah. Boy, I just had so much fun. It was great. I Good. I really need to get out and do stuff like that more often. I think you did. Too. I was thinking that when I watched it because I was or when I saw the pictures, I was like, "That pickles is having fun." Yeah, that was. Uh, yeah, I did dress up. Well, I mean, obviously, my favorite part was doing the makeup because. <gasps> yeah, that looked amazing. Yeah, I did some Rocky Horror makeup. I was really. I was mostly excited about that. Like, I was super nervous all day yeah. until I put my makeup on. And when it, when the makeup came out right, I was like, okay, now we can have fun. Like, <laughs> <laughs> the makeup hadn't come out right. She would have taken it all off, yeah. put on her sweats, and watched Queer Eye. <laughs> what about you? What's your obsession session this uh, week? I don't really have one. That's okay. Um, but, I don't always have one. But I'll talk about my weighted blanket that I my boyfriend bought me. <gasps> Um, amazing yeah he he's i'm not gonna go into why i have it but he's like you need this and it's wonderful Mm -hmm. it just helps you keep calm it's it people say it's like being hugged or something yeah didn't find that to be true so you'll definitely like it okay good because i don't want to be touched she doesn't like like to be touched at all no um i think i've hugged her in our 10 year your relationship three times yeah maybe but it's great it it really does help you feel a little bit calmer i i recommend it we got it at target i think it was like 50 bucks and they had 15 percent off that day it wasn't that horribly bad it freaks the dog out for some reason she did not want to come up and sit next to me when it was like usually i'll have the I'll have a blanket out and I kind of have it sprawled around me. Yeah. So she can lay on the blanket too. Yeah. Instead of laying on the couch. But this thing, for some reason, she was just like, uh, nope. So I had to like scooch it in. And then she's like, okay, I can come up now. So strange. Have you washed it yet? Uh Uh-uh. Okay, I want to know how it holds up when you wash it. I know, I have heard of people washing them and then all the little beads come out. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I need to figure out how to wash it. But yeah, I'll let you know when I wash it. Okay, well, let's end the show. 
Okay, let's end the show. <laughs> Next week, we're going to watch um, a bunch of scary movies because it's Halloween. Yay! Halloween! The Happy best time Halloween! Of year. I'm so excited! We're going to watch a bunch of scary movies and tell each other about it and try and spook each other out. So, yeah. Good luck on that. <laughs> we'll see how that goes. Okay. Okay, so we will see you next week. Bye. Bye.